Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Collar has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red falling! Blue poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke. It's Hot Routes on Purple Daily. 580! 397! Okay, a slightly abbreviated version of Hot Routes. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad is in, and Alex Boone. And we have Ryan Harris, former NFL offensive lineman who now works Sports Talk Radio in Denver, who is going to break it down for us in just a few minutes. But ramp it up. Let's get right into it, Jonathan. Mm. I have allowed Zolgad to make the Hot Routes today. And I think you've I've done, never done I this think before. you've done well. I think you did a good Thank job. Thank you very you much. really captured kind of the spirit of what we're going for. Maiden voyage um, for me. <laughs> Main voyage, please. I'm still going to read them. Tom Brady. I don't want. I don't want to. Says that he can play until he's 46 or 47 years old, which I'm sure Bill Belichick is grumbling loudly at the idea. He's already run two good quarterbacks out of town in Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. Uh, What NFL quarterback do you guys believe or wish had pressed his luck and played longer, played into his mid 40s? Because quarterbacks did not used to play as long as Tom Brady. So, Alex, why don't you begin? So, I picked a guy, uh, I picked actually two guys that I remember watching when I was younger, and there was one of them was Steve Young, and the other one was Rich Gannon. And I know, that especially Steve Young, I wish he would have played longer because I enjoyed watching him, his toughness, and I just the way he could take over a game was fun mm-hmm. for me, especially as a young kid. Like, you were like, so listen, I was always like the super fat kid, so I was never allowed to be the quarterback. <laughs> but I was always like, yo, guys, I'm going to be Steve Young. They're like, dude, you're too fat. Shut up. I was oh, like, it's terrible. What but a shame. Just to, watch, just to watch him run around. Good thing you earned some money off of that. I know, right? <laughs> terrible confidence booster. <laughs> Fat kid. This went into a deep oh, place. Thanks, John. Do you want to talk more about it? No. Alex, we can break it down. We got we got no. uh, eleven minutes until right, Brian comes on. If you right. guys want to open up here, uh, what do you got, Judd? All right, I've got one that actually because I believe that this guy could still be playing today, especially with the protection afforded quarterbacks, because that's the key here, right? Guys got out because in Aikman or Young's case, their brains sadly were mush because they got hit so much. Gunslinger, Brett Favre. He could say oh, yeah. he could still throw the ball. There is there is think about the rules that would protect him right now, which by the way have come a long long way since the massacre in the Superdome. 
And I'm telling you, Brett Favre, he can still sling it. I would have Brett Favre could have played till 50 with that arm. Mine would have been Brett Favre. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm taking Dan Marino. Give me that guy's arm. Give me that guy's mm. skill at the quarterback position. Give him a better offensive line. Give him hopefully a better team. Get him out of Miami main, mainly. Put him at put him in. Keep him in as 45 years old. Yeah, Dan Marino. Give him some maybe better knees. Yeah, really could. He almost came here, you know. Yeah. Danny almost got him here. That would have been um, great. I'm going Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's last game, he was concussed by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. and I think it was Jags. And it was a very sad way for him to just be sort of carted off. And that was it. And he never played again. He had talked about when he was 38, I think, coming back for like the Ravens contacted him or something. So wouldn't that have been crazy if he was the quarterback of the Ravens when they were just building up their, their great team? He retired at 36, though. 10159 and 59 was his uh, win-loss record. I would have loved to have seen Jim Kelly play for longer because he was great. Um, the Cowboys were missing a defensive tackle in the first quarter on Sunday and had 10 men on the field, which was hilarious. And no one called timeout, even though two linebackers saw it. I didn't realize two linebackers it. saw they it. They said we saw it and we didn't want to burn a timeout. That's that's fair. Um, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, All right. Delvin Cook went for 30 yards, of course, on the play. What is the dumbest mistake you've seen an NFL team make? I think I have a good one here, um, but why don't you start, Judd? Since you came up with this question, uh, I know you had something. Oh yeah, he's got something to bring up. I do indeed. It's up my sleeve. It's also from the massacre at the Superdome, two thousand nine yep. into January two thousand ten, <laughs> and you are going down the field to go to your first Super Bowl since what the nineteen seventy six season, January of seventy seven, and all you have to do is kick a field goal, and you end up not committing a dumb play on the field because that happened, but not before you had. 12 men in a huddle because you had so much chaos on your sideline that poor Fahu Tahi, who got blamed for this, came out into the huddle, and out of a timeout, you had 12 men in the huddle and took a five-yard penalty. That is the dumbest thing I've seen at the most inopportune time. It's fair. Alex? I mean, I'm sure I'm, you've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen... Everything, and I was trying to think back to like one of the dumbest things, but I'm, I'm, I laugh when I say this. I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen two guards pull at the same time. Like one thought it was 94 power, and the other thought it was 95 power. I've seen two guards completely run into each other, and it is the funniest thing you could possibly imagine. But it hurts like hell. Let me tell you something, and we still don't know who was right and who was wrong. But I've also seen a guard not pull on power, and that is even funnier because when everyone is like, dude, why did you not pull? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, so that was you sometimes. No. But like, you look at the you're like, dude, it was 94 power. They'd be like, oh, God, do you think they know? Like, yeah, you didn't pull, dude. Of course they know. Like, you can't imagine what a coach says to you on the sidelines when you come off the field and you don't pull on power. We'll ask Ryan Harris what he thinks a coach will say. That's great. That's Pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Jonathan? Uh, mine would be back in the Metrodome days, Michael Vick's big run to win the game. The Vikings tackling each other off of Michael Vick on that run. That would have been, that's right up there. That's good. That's uh, That is a low Greg Beaker <laughs> completely depleted. I felt bad for him. For me, it was when Dick Duran decided to allow, late in a game against Tennessee, he uh, declined a penalty to allow them to kick a field goal, to go ahead by two scores and essentially end the game, rather than push them back 10 yards on a holding to make it third and long and push them out of field goal position. Huh? The most unexplainable, baffling decision I think I've ever seen. I remember it was Rod Baronis who kicked the long field goal to Rod put them Baronis. up, whatever it was, 10 at yeah. the end of a game, two scores where they wouldn't be able to come back. 
when they could have made it third and 20 on the other side of the field. And instead they were like, no, no, let's make him kick the field goal. It was, it was astonishing. And they lost and he got fired. I was going right to ask what game. happened to Dick He was Drive. fired right after the game. <laughs> it's funny and, you say that because, well, go ahead. Well, the owner of the uh, Tennessee Titans at the time was very old and gave the Bills the double bird after oh, the Bud game. Oh, Bud Adams. Yeah, I remember Bud that. Adams gave oh, him the double bird. It was that yeah. game. It was the double I bird I remember game. that. Okay, yeah, now that yeah. you mention it. Did you hear the report about asking Kyle Shanahan if he thought that they should have just tied the game instead of losing it? Like, yes. looking back, would you have rather tied it going instead of going in? Like all, and it was like that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, no, absolutely not. I loved when Frank Reich went for it on fourth down. I didn't like the play call, but last year, and he got criticized yeah. for it. Like, wait, why would you not try to win the game? Right, he's done it all year. Andrew too, Luck like. is your quarterback at the time. Like, I, I'll just take my chances there. All right, our uh, third hot route here, and our final one before we get Ryan Harris on. Jared Goff has fallen to 24th in the NFL.com quarterback rankings. He's had a bad season, obviously. Which quarterback were you sure was going to make it and uh, had some success before flopping? Mm-hmm. You want to go first, Alex? Yeah, I got one, and it's a guy I played with, and he's a great guy. I love him to this day. I think he's a great dude. I see him on TV all the time. David Carr. I mean, talk about a guy first overall pick ever for the Houston Texans. Mm. And just, I mean, I felt bad because I remember watching some of those games and it was like, man, this poor guy is getting decapitated. But <laughs> just after that, man, he just never really did anything. Bounced around. I ended up playing with him with the 49ers for a while. And he's just a really nice guy. I knew a lot about football, but, you know, I felt bad for him. He, I, I remember at Fresno State, he was, they had hyped him up a lot. Yeah. And I remember his brother, I feel like, kind of got drafted a lot off of him. Like, they were like, man, it runs in the family. The brother's going to be really, really good. And, I mean, to me, that was one of the biggest kind of, like, ups and downs. I've got a guy that beat the Vikings in 2012 in his rookie year and got off to a great start. And I thought, this guy brings a style of play that we have seen a little bit of, but we're going down a path that's going to be great to watch here. RG3. Mm. RG3 in 2012, his rookie year, 20 touchdowns and five picks. He was phenomenal. He looked like a perfect fit there. And that year was great, and it came unglued. But that was the guy, because I thought we are looking at a guy who's going to develop and be a potential superstar, not a nice player, a superstar. And that thing came completely off the tracks. That was going to be my pick. I'll have to think of another one while Jonathan talks. (laughs) Sorry about that. What do you got, Jonathan? He's on the phone. He's on the phone calling Ryan Harris. Dang, I don't have any more time. You know, there was a moment for EJ Manuel... Where I thought gonna, I thought you go Buffalo good. guy, yeah. yeah I mean, you probably yeah. Saw, those yeah, are the ones too. that I covered the most. And there was a game where EJ Manuel was playing against the Cleveland Browns, and it was a night game, maybe it was Thursday night football. And he was just balling, like he was yeah. really playing. And the Browns weren't a joke at that point just yet of that season. Hoyer had a good year that year, so they, it was a good game back and forth. The Bills had a decent roster, and he was balling. And he rolled out to his left and took off. And it was like, whoa, is this dude Ben Roethlisberger? Like, look at the way he's running and throwing the ball around. And they hit his knee, and he went out of bounds. Mm. And it was like a meniscus thing. It kept him out a few weeks. And he never had the same confidence after that. They begged him to run more. They were like, dude, you can you can use that skill. And he just never would do it. He was anxious in the pocket. It was something about that injury that seemed to throw him off. So even though he didn't have like this long period of time where he was a good quarterback, that was the sort of sea change moment for him in his career that I, I thought kind of threw him off. All right, we got Ryan Harris. 
Jonathan, we good to go? That's uh, that's hot yep. routes. We go. do it whenever we feel like it, and it's always great. All Three right. great questions Love right it. there, by the way. Three great, great questions, job, Alex Boone. Thank you God, very much. You were incredible today. <laughs> Can't um, wait to get Ryan on here. All right. Well, here here is Ryan. And Ryan, this might be the most bizarre question you've ever been asked to start a um, an interview. But um, when someone forgets to pull on a power run, what happens at the sideline? Oh, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> I told you. Clean, clean up crew. Clean up crew on aisle five, whatever the yard line is. I mean, you forget to pull. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to they might bring out the scarecrow on you and trot that out there to get in the huddle and throw you <laughs> off the field. Dude, it was it was bad. Let me tell you, Ryan. Everyone was like, yeah, dude, it was 94 power, too. Thank God, not five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the concussion protocol starts right away. You were yes, supposed to pull. Does. What happened? I don't know, coach. Uh, was it was me. Concussion Check protocol. him. Uh, Ryan Harris, he was is a former Denver Bronco, a Super Bowl Fifty champion. He does sports radio now in Denver, and I got to ask you, Ryan, now that um, Joe Flacco is out, Brandon Allen is in. I couldn't pick Brandon Allen out of a lineup. I have no idea what he looks like or anything aside from watching uh, the last game against Cleveland. What can you tell us about the quarterback situation there in Denver? Like, does Brandon Allen have a chance to win this job? Where does Drew Locke sit in all this? And now Cam Newton potentially being traded. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. I mean, what what is Denver's deal at quarterback? Uh, first, I just got a text from uh, Brandon Allen. He says he doesn't know you couldn't pick you out of a lineup either. Well, so it's you, true. I'm on the radio. You can't <laughs> see me. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, it's what Brandon Allen brings, you know, and first of all, listen, Joe Flacco, an incredible career. Uh, you know, he's got a herniated disc in his neck, which I can tell you as a veteran, you got to start making some decisions. I mean, he's in his third year, I believe, of, uh, of making $20 million, and all of a sudden you get a neck injury like that. I mean, that that's a – that could be a, a career ender there. But what it gives is new life to the Broncos. Listen, Joe Flacco was not going to win them games. They knew that bringing him here. He just wasn't going to lose you games. But it turns out at the quarterback position in the NFL, you need somebody to help you win games. And at the end of the day, even his quote, you know, getting after the offensive coordinator saying, you know, we're not, we can't even take a chance. And my, my initial response is, bro, you're the one at the line of scrimmage. Change the play. You don't like it, change the play. And he wouldn't even do that. So now you got a fresh breath of air with Brandon Allen who can move in the pocket, help Noah Fant get his first three hundred or I'm sorry, first hundred yard uh game on only three receptions. So he was creating offense and he brought a victory uh for the Denver Broncos. Now he's gonna have his hands full specifically because he didn't throw to the left side of the field the entire game over the Browns in that win. Uh, but he's going to have his hands full, particularly because of Everson Griffith, who uh, plays that defensive end on the left side of the offense. He'll be going against Garrett Bowles. And in regards to Drew Locke, you know, he's a young player who needs some experience. And how good Brandon Allen is determines how much we'll see Drew Locke this year. Ryan, I'm glad you brought it up because I was just about to. I'm not even worried about your quarterback. I'm worried about your offensive line holding up this week against this defensive line. What going in this year? There was so much I hype about. Oh, we got Mike Munchak, and it's going to be different. What went wrong there? Well, and I had Mike Munchak at Pittsburgh, and he's a phenomenal coach. I agreed. I tell him all the time, if I'd have had you, I'd have been, you know, I might have had more than one Super Bowl ring. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you. First and foremost, they lost Juwan James in the first game of the year, and then they lost him again in the Browns game uh, to a sprain, uh, to, to a knee injury. Now, and, and that was one of the largest deals. He's the second highest paid right tackle behind Trent Brown at the Oakland Raiders, and you, you haven't had him all year. 
And Garrett Bowles is just a player who he, he came. This is a this is the you know caution in getting a player who played at some place like a Utah. He didn't see intense competition like he was in the Big Ten or the SEC or right. even if he played at Notre Dame, right? He didn't see big stout guys who are also fast and can bend. And he struggled, particularly because he's what we call a grabber. I was somebody who punched in the NFL. I got to get you away from me. I want to disrupt you as quick as possible. And oftentimes, stronger guys, especially if they're stronger in college, start grabbing guys, and that's where the holding penalties have come. In addition, Ron Leary uh, has had a tough year, even though he's the leader on that offensive line. So there's been some key injuries, uh, lack of growth, and and also some aging that has really affected the offensive line for the Broncos. Where is this team then, too, as far as the process goes? Because obviously there have been coaching changes. Uh, John's been trying to find a quarterback now here for a few years. Just as far as this process of, if it's not rebuilding, certainly retooling, Ryan, where are the Broncos right now in your mind? You know, they're in my mind, and I know this is crazy, guys, but they're a team that's 6-3. and three. I mean, they had three games that ended poorly for the Broncos, two of them on penalties of defensive linemen landing on a quarterback, one of them because Von Miller couldn't pull Jacoby Brissett down, thought he had him on a sack, and you got to end up, pulling a big guy like Jacoby set all the way to the to the ground. And so all of a sudden you take those three games away, they're six and three. Uh so they're ahead of the curve even though they've had some poor offensive play. Um they're ahead of the curve defensively as well. You guys are gonna see uh on Sunday Justin Simmons their safety, probably a pro bowler this year. Uh has played every snap on defense last year and is on his way to doing it this year. And they've got some talent in Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. So they've got some key pieces in areas that are, you're going to need, and they have them on rookie contracts, you just got to solidify the offensive line and the quarterback position, and you'll have some great success. Talking with Ryan Harris, former NFL offensive lineman and uh, one of us, a Minnesotan. Um, also, uh, Ryan, you played in the Super Bowl, and you won a Super Bowl, and I'm curious when you knew it was kind of for real, like when your team was legit, when you had a chance and you felt like we could really do this, we can really go deep in the playoffs, because that's the conversation we're having here about the Vikings. They've got the stats to back it up with the offense, and Kirk Cousins playing well, Delvin Cook's playing like an MVP, but I don't think fans have reached that point where they truly believe the Vikings can be that type of contender. Was there a moment for you as you guys went down the stretch where you said you know what we could actually do this yeah and i can't blame minnesotans i mean we, we by nature have experienced let down after let down just a few right? I mean, just a couple times, i have no idea what you're talking about times, yeah is there any is there, are there any kids named gary after 1999 <laughs> i don't think so right i mean come on you just can't do it uh but i'll tell you there there are three points that that we knew and, and the first one was in training camp and we had uh we were just on the ball we were detailed in our work we were we were not complaining. We were focused. There was always a, a forward lean into the work that we were doing. And then we beat the brakes off the um, Green Bay Packers at home. And we thought, man, this is real. I mean, this, especially defensively, those guys on the other side of the ball, we were like, man, those guys can those guys can keep us in the game even if things don't go right on our end. And it ended up happening a couple times. Uh, but we also had three overtime victories. And that's why I say the Seattle Seahawks are a dangerous team. And I'll be doing the – sidelines for Monday Night Football Radio uh, when the Vikes take on the Seahawks in December. But those Seahawks, when you win in overtime, man, everybody shares in that success, and you continue to build building blocks of belief. And that's going to be the determining factor. And a game like this against the Broncos is going to be a big test for the Vikings. You have every reason to beat the Broncos. You have every ability to beat the Broncos. Can you do it? 
in the face of a bye week and then a big standoff against Seattle? Can you be detailed in your work? And one of the things I always talk about, I read it from Phil Jackson's book, The Rings of Success. He said, "Great te- good teams say it's us versus whoever. Great teams say it's just us. And what that means is that anytime you have the opportunity to whoop someone's ass, you go and you do it and you do not feel bad about it. And this is a game where you'll see literally on the field the mentality of these Vikings and whether they can beat the Broncos on Sunday. Ryan, I have a question because everyone's talking about, you know, this mismatch and that mismatch. I'm looking at this game and I'm basically like, can the Denver Broncos stop Dalvin Cook? And if they can, how are they going to do it? Yeah, they can. And they're going to do it with two guys named Mike Purcell and Derek Wolf. Derek Wolf has 16 run stuffs already in just nine games. And he's been on a wrecking, a wrecking ball, kind of a resurgence in his career, the late veteran and Super Bowl champion. And then Mike Purcell's a guy who's, on his fifth year in the NFL and third team, I believe, and he has been a, he has been wreaking havoc as well. So those two can stop the run absolutely. Now the question for me, and one thing I always look at is the red zone because that kind of tells you what type of game it's going to be. Minnesota Vikings are seventh in red zone percentage, meaning they're they're one of the best teams when they reach the red zone of scoring. That means that the Broncos have to score points. So even if they stop the run, they're going to have to stop. Kyle Rudolph, as he had two touchdowns last week, they're going to have to stop Stephon Diggs. You know, whether they can wear out Adam Thielen and that hamstring if he's going to play uh, will be a question as well. But it really, the off- offensively, Broncos have to score points because that's one thing the Vikings will do. And I know from playing with Gary Kubiak, he wants to score touchdowns, not field goals. And, and I know, um, you know, Zimmer's there, but he- he's going to be doing the- He's going to be thinking that same, have that same mentality. Why didn't Gary end up back there? on the coaching staff, like was discussed, because obviously there was a plan in place at one time for that to happen, and then it fell apart, and Gary took the job here with Mike. What's the backstory on why Kubiak isn't on the coaching staff for the Broncos in 2019? You know, the the, the thing, what Vic Fangio said this week is that, you know, they said that they would have a talk about it, they had a talk about it, and it didn't work out. And, you know, Gary was in the room, and and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say some things that I've heard because I don't know whether they're true or not. And I respect Gary so much and I respect Vic. Uh, and I can tell you from playing with Gary Kubiak, he knows how to win offensively in the NFL. And if there's anybody who disagrees with that, you know, with that assessment, just look at his record and look at what he's done everywhere he's been. And if that's not something that people want or if parts of his staff are not something that people want, then He's, he's got no problem going somewhere else, which is what he did uh, in coming to Minnesota. So no coach has more respect in the NFL than Gary Kubiak, and uh, it just didn't work out in Denver. Hey, Ryan, before we let you go, I want you to give us a Minnesota sports take not related to the Vikings. Like, we got Gophers going on, Andrew Wiggins is playing really well for the Wolves. It can be modern or it can be old school. Give us Just give us a hot Minnesota sports take since you are one of us. The Minnesota Wild will ruin the Avalanche's chance at a playoff at a playoff appearance this season. Oh wow! You're believing in Boudreaux, yeah. huh? Hey man, you know I just like saying Boudreaux, and plus having a show <laughs> off here in Denver, they hate that I'm a Wild fan. And, uh, Have you seen but, the Wild play, uh, Ryan? Because I, I hate yeah, to kill I your know, mojo here, but I know. But hey, you wanted a hot take. You didn't want a thoughtful take. You didn't want a logical <laughs> take. You wanted a hot take. Hey, that's there right. That's a hot you take. You can't ask for biscuits and get mad about the warm butter, brother. <laughs> Very good point, Ryan. Hey, quickly, best athlete. In in the history in your mind of Creighton Durham Hall High School is whom? 
Joe Maurer. I'm telling you guys, this guy, we had him line up to kick the football one time. He booted it 65 yards. He's still one of the best quarterbacks I've ever played with and, uh, and one hell, hell of an athlete. And it was funny, we had him on my show, and he said if he had to pick, we were talking about how you know parents force kids into one sport. He said he would have played basketball. Let your kids play multiple hmm. sports. I wrestled, I played baseball. Let your kids have fun, and let them choose later on in life what they might, what they want to be, and they just might be a Hall of Famer. Man, that, I mean, that would have been cool to see him become a quarterback, though. He would have right? been a great like, quarterback, that right? Been, Sweet. Yeah, that would have been great. He um, still could. I, I don't think, hey, <laughs> if the right coach gets at Florida State, they better give Joe Maurer a call. <laughs> Make a comeback now. Nearly 40. Yeah, maybe you could, if they're going to offer Deion Sanders the job, they might as well look at uh, Joe Maurer for a coach there anyway, right? Uh, it'd be just he's as ridiculous. Got eligibility. <laughs> he's got eligibility. Uh, Ryan Harris, great to have you on, man. This was fun. Thanks a lot, guys. Yep, Peace. Take care. Uh, that is Ryan Harris, a Minnesota native, and as you mentioned, Green Durham Hall. And uh, fun stuff with Ryan Harris. Very cool. So let's uh, take a break. I wanted to know, though, what he knew behind the scenes about Kubiak's departure. Oh, yeah. and uh, didn't you, Alex? Yeah. Yes, that doesn't I, seem like much. I asked Matt over text, if, and maybe we'll get an answer, but we'll see. I don't know. Well, uh, even Gary being here is weird. Like yes. all off season, we kept asking people. So, why did you hire Gary? How did he get here? Did he just like drive through? <laughs> and you're like, oh, they go stop this this performance center. Huh? I, like, I like. I really like Egan. Right? Yeah. This is a, it's beautiful this time of year in April. So let me just stop by. Oh, you want to offer me a job? Uh, it's never been really answered for how he became the offensive. And he and John were Vikings. so tight. Yeah. Elway and him were right. like best buddies, mm-hmm. or were. Um, Matthew Collar, Alex Boone, Judd Zolgad. We'll take a quick break. Uh, I want to run our scenario from earlier by Judd and get his reaction about Kirk Cousins and the end of games. And then we'll yes. continue to dis- discuss and our favorite matchup that we're looking forward to in this game. We'll do all that when we return. It's Purple Daily here on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Tread. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.